everybody. Welcome back to the Coyote Calling Academy. It is good to be back. Today we're going to talk a little bit about some gear. Um, I've made a few changes on what I carry and what I'm using this season. So we're just going to go through that and kind of talk about some of that stuff. There's a couple things. Well, I guess just one thing I want to touch on before we get into that. I've been seeing on social media and everything with it kind of with all the contests that have been going on uh the contest coming up and i've seen a few guys kind of kind of complaining about uh sponsored hunters hunting in contest and some contests were putting out they weren't going to do any you couldn't hunt it if you were a sponsored hunter or pro staff or whatever just because it seemed it guys were complaining about it and everything else and that i know that pro staff has kind of got a tainted name these days where <clears throat> it's kind of become tainted people think it means professional it's whatever um all it is is promotional staff so it's gotten out of hand i think in a lot of ways these days it's it's a tainted tainted name people look down on it it doesn't mean what it used to and and really that's that's the company's fault for the way that it's been ran with a lot of companies there's guys that that change change companies and say that it's the greatest thing ever every month it's a different product or a different company of the same type of product and they're changing companies more than they're changing their underwear, it seems like. Um, but in, in all reality, that that's the companies that are doing it. The guys are just, they're just taking advantage of it. There's no, no loyalty in any of that anymore, and it's very sad. But when it comes to contest hunting or anything like that, to a point, those guys have put in their time. They've worked their butts off. They have... A lot of them have earned that. They they've gone through and and earned earned those positions. Um, you know, there's there's some that maybe maybe haven't, but for the most part, those guys put in their time. They earned. They worked their butts off to get to where they were or where they are. And and if you're if you're gonna be one of the guys complaining about professional hunters or <clears throat> or sponsored hunters hunting in a contest, um, who do you think is getting like helping get door prizes and stuff for those contests? All those all the door prizes that show up when when a sponsored hunter signs up, most of those contests, the people putting it on, they'll talk to those sponsored hunters and see if they can get you know donations and stuff for door prizes so so you're all fine and dandy to take the the door prizes that they're giving out that those sponsored guys or pro staff guys or whatever you want to call it they they got those door prizes there they helped out get that and you're okay to take that door prize but you don't want to hunt against them it's you're 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 kind of you're kind of being hypocritical there plus the fact guys are complaining well we can't win we don't have a chance because they're they're professionals or they whatever when when it when you're contest hunting it, it 
the best guy in the world can have a bad day and not kill nothing, and the worst guy out there could have a great day. It's That's part of it. You, you can look at it as either just go in there with the attitude that you're not going to win, or you can go in there and give it what give it all you got do your best and see see where you stack up against everybody else like that's when i contest hunt that's what i want i don't want to win a contest with a bunch of nobodies around or nobody that that you know just like weekend warrior type guys or whatever if i enter a big contest i want to enter that and I want to see if I can hold my mud against some of these other guys. I want to see where I stack up to. I want to see I want to see how good I really am. If I can hold my own with these guys and and things like that. Like we hunted a big contest here a couple years ago in Colorado before they before they outlawed them. That contest there was Kelly Jackson won it. I mean and and to me, when we pulled into check-in, it was like, holy cow, I'm we're hunting against one of the greatest callers ever. Like that that's that's a guy that I've looked up to and watched on TV and and picked up things from and 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 I've learned a lot from um, numerous other guys. There was that contest had Kelly Jackson, Clay Owens, Jason Stearman, just just a lot of a lot of guys that are just killers and for me those are the guys that I want to beat I want to give it everything I got and see where I stack up and if I can hold my own against those type of guys I I mean take that time and and enter those contests and then at the check-in like those guys are all great down-to-earth guys. They will sit there at check-in, um, the registrate, the registration meeting, the check-in afterwards, whatever. They'll all sit there and they'll talk to you. They will tell you stories. They will they will give you tips. They will help you out. All you gotta do is ask. They're they're real people. They are the most down-to-earth, just really good people that will help you out if you just put in a little effort to ask them to 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 try and learn like just take that time to learn from them don't be sitting here saying well I don't want to hunt against these guys because because they're professionals and I can't I can't win I can't whatever does it mean a little bit more to you if you beat guys that are known killers guys that get it done every single time are those the guys you want to beat or do you want to beat just Joe from down the street that that hunts three or four times a year and that's it like I guess that's what happens when we live in a world where everybody gets a trophy is you nobody nobody feels like they have to earn anything and and that we as hunters as a group whether you're a whitetail guy a, a western big game hunter a predator hunter, a waterfowl guy, an upland bird guy. We can't we can't back each other. And it's a very sad day. And if if we want to continue doing what we love and we want to continue with this stuff and we want to continue to be able to do these things, we all need to stick together. Contest hunting 
because it pertains to the podcast and the the predator in industry contest hunting is under attack everywhere the states that still have it are still fighting to keep it and it's under attack everywhere colorado new mexico have lost have lost the the right to 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 contest hunt we can't do them anymore um and and the sad thing is is that i know there are hunters that voted against contest hunting because they don't do it and it's not doesn't pertain to them doesn't matter to them but they're going to tear it apart piece by piece if we can't stick together we need to cut the petty bullshit of arguing and cutting each other down because somebody does it different than we do or because we don't agree with it or because we're too dang lazy to put in the effort to try and win we are our own worst enemy and if we can't figure that out and we can't see that with everything in the world as a people as 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 hunters as people as everything we all need to stick together and stop with the petty crap of arguing and fighting back and forth and cutting each other down just put your big boy pants on put your head down and grind through it figure it out ask the guys around because everybody everybody in this industry that has a name that is known that is whatever if you send them a message on on Facebook on Instagram on whatever social media platform you're using if you send them a message I guarantee 90 9% of them will respond back to you and they will help you out and answer any questions you have. All you have to do is ask. When I first started, I was asking guys questions constantly and, and sending them messages and talking to them and just asking whatever. And every single one of them was very, very willing to help and to answer questions and everything else. But at the end of the day... You can listen to my podcast, you can listen to Kreiner's podcast, you can listen to whatever podcast you want, and you can read whatever book you want, you can watch whatever TV shows you want, you can watch Fox Pro TV, you can watch Jeff Nimnick's Last Stand, you can watch whatever you want on YouTube, on TV, podcast, books, but you're not going to get the experience. You're not going to get the knowledge that you would if you go out and just do it. Put in the time. Sure, the podcast, the books, the TV shows, they might shorten the learning curve. And that's why I do the podcast. I want to help guys shorten things up, you know, th- bring up other ideas that maybe you guys hadn't thought about. And, and, from my guests that I have on, I've I've learned things from them, things that I hadn't thought about. Everybody in the industry, for the most part, is willing to take the time to help you out. All you got to do is ask. But if you keep arguing or cutting guys down or running your mouth behind their backs because they've gotten somewhere, because they put in the time and they put in the effort to get there, 
and you're too lazy to do that, they're not going to help you out. Nobody wants, no, nobody's going to help you out if you're just going to go behind their back. That's, it, it's not hard. It's not rocket science. You just got to get out and do it. That's the thing. Just get out in the field. You can buy all the gear you want. I've said it numerous times. It doesn't matter what gear you're using or how much money you spend on this. You're not going to get nothing if you don't put in the time. Instead of buying the latest, greatest thing, put that money in your fuel tank and get out in the field and scout, go call, just get out there and do it and you're going to learn a lot more. Enter those big contests with the big shots in there. See what you got against them. See if you can hold your own and afterwards, ask them questions. From that weekend, whatever you had, if you had a coyote hang up, if you had you know, coyotes coming in and and they busted you downwind. You got busted walking in. Ask those guys right there while it's fresh in your mind. Ask them, what would you do in this scenario? Or how did you kill all these coyotes? Like, did you go out scouting the week before, the day before? What what did you do? Ask those questions. I guarantee that they will answer those questions. They will help you out. They will talk to you. All you got to do is ask. They're all great guys. They will all do whatever they can to help you if you just ask. No, they're not going to give you the spots. They're not going to give you anything like that. But ask them a scenario from your weekend of that contest. Ask them, this happened to me. This is what happened. This is how we were set up. This is what sounds we used. This is this. This is that. When he hung up, we switched to this. Um, and then he kind of started coming. And then all of a sudden it just took off. We don't know what happened. Ask them, what would you do? Would you have switched to a different sound? Would you have left it going? Would you have shut it off? All kinds of things. Ask them those questions while they're there. But to play the petty crap of you're a professional and I don't want to hunt against you because I don't have a chance, that's shame on you. Put in the time. Put in the effort. And try and learn. And try and beat those guys. Don't do the, the stop with the everybody gets a trophy bull crap. And put in the work. Because all of those guys have put in the work to get where they're at. Everybody could get there if you just put in the same amount of work and the same effort and everything else. And and had had a little bit of try. Um, so that that's it. I'm not going to get into that. I could go on on that forever. But <clears throat> that, that's my thoughts on that. Just put in the time. Put in the work. Get out there and do it. Ask the questions. Stop with the everybody gets a trophy BS and put in your time. That's all it takes is time. So with that, we're going to talk about some gear. So this year, about the biggest change that I've made, and it's more just because I got a new toy, so I had to play with it. Last year and for the last couple years, I've been running a 243. It's a Remington 700. I put a Bell & Carlson stock on it. I bought a AR-15 this year. It's the first time I've ever owned an AR. I, I'm a bold guy. That's that's what I like. But I did buy an AR. It's a it's a 223. I've been running it all year just because more it was just it's new and I had to get it out and use it and play with it and all of that. And I do like it. I like the the fast follow up shots. I like um, I can carry more bullets. My bolt. I didn't have a I don't have a detachable box mag in it. So. I just, it's a hinged floor plate on the, that 700, so I could only hold 
four rounds in the magazine, so I like the that at minimum on my AR I got ten rounds in the mag. If I really wanted to, you know, you could you could put up a bigger magazine in it if you wanted. But the ten round, it's nice. It saves a little bit of weight, and it's it's plenty for a stand. You can reload when you get back to the truck. But it is nice having a little bit more, a little faster follow-up shots. It's a little smaller gun. It's not near as long. It's a lot lighter than my 243. And I've been, I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm running on it. It's a it's a, a Palomino State Armory AR is what it is. I got an Athlon Ares two and a half to 15 scope on it, and that's the same scope that I run on my 243. Uh, my biggest problem with the 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 AR is just the difference in velocity and the way the wind plays with that smaller bullet compared to my 243. I'm used to my holdovers and I know what my 243 does. Where with the 223, I had to I had to relearn all that. And every now and then I forget that I'm shooting a little smaller gun, so I have to hold a little more than I think I do. But for the most part, I've been really happy with it. I really like it. It's been it's been a fun little gun. So kind of glad I got that this year. As far as calls, I'm still running the same calls, the Coyote Creek hand calls and diaphragms. I, I haven't changed too much of those. I still, my favorite diaphragm is the Yellow Belly Howler, the Joker, and the Distress. My favorite one is the, the Zaitz Bait. Those are the three diaphragms that I'm going to have on every stand at least. I might change it up every now and then just because, but... Those, those are my three go-to for hand calls. Everybody knows that I absolutely love, let me make a correction, it's not Coyote Creek anymore, it's uh, Pinoy Piper. But the Pinoy Piper uh, CQ and the Headhunter are still my favorite open reads. I, they're great. I, I don't think you can beat them. They're easy to blow. They work awesome. We've been killing the crap out of them. My partner Harley, he's been doing some calling on the headhunter, and he's been, he's been smashing them on that headhunter. I I still really really like the CQ. That's that's my go-to open read. If I grab an open read, it's 90% of the time it's going to be that CQ, just because it it's it's my old faithful. I've had great luck with it. Um, I'm still running for the e-collar. I'm still running the Lucky Duck Revolt. I absolutely love it. When it comes to when it comes to the e-calls, like I've said before, it's a question asked regularly on social media. What's the best e-call? Should I get a Fox Pro? Should I get a Lucky Duck? An Icotech? Whatever. To me, they're all great. They will all work. They will all do the job. Now, Fox Pro has their proprietary sounds that's only on Fox Pro. Lucky Duck, Rick has his own sounds that are only available on Lucky Duck. Icotech has their sounds that are only able on Icotech. There, Tony Tebby has aftermarket sounds that'll work on all of them. Um, Predator Tactics has sounds that'll work on all of them. Boss Acoustics has sounds that'll work on all of them. You... you there's some of the Randy Anderson Primo sounds that you can get MP3-4s that'll work on all of them. Find the one that has the features and the functions and the size, the volume, whatever that you're looking for, and that's it. I love my re Revolt. The, the Lucky Duck Revolt, I love it. 
I've ran a Fox Pro. I've ran an Icotech. I've my partner has the the Flex Tone, one of the older or the it's the the Dog Soldier Flex Tone. I've been around the the I think it's the Alpha Dog or whatever. The it, that thing's giant. It's like a it's like an anchor. It's huge. I've been around pretty much all of them and seen them, messed with them, whatever. But the Revolt. I really like, I, I know a lot of guys don't like the remote because it's not backlit and the, or the buttons aren't backlit. So they, they say that they don't like that for night calling. I use mine for night calling and I still love it. It has so few buttons that it does, in my opinion, it doesn't need to be backlit. I can memorize what each one of my buttons do. It's, it's easy. I, you can memorize it. You don't, you don't have to even look at it. That's what I like. Some guys like the Fox Pro remotes, they're backlit. The new Lucky Duck has a backlit remote. It's a little bigger. The Icotech remotes are big. The Fox Pro remotes are big. They all have different features. Like, I don't need, I don't really care to have my caller record the barometric pressure and whatever else. Like, I, I wear a Garmin watch. It tells me all that. So if I really wanted to know that, I can... I can look at that, but my caller, I'm just, I'm just using it to call and play sounds. That's it. I don't, I don't need all the extra stuff. If that's what you want, then go with, with the Fox Pro. If you want the ability to play two sounds at once, some of the Fox Pros do that, I believe. I don't know about the newer ones. Maybe they do, but Icotech, I know, will play two sounds at once. Um, my Lucky Duck Revolt does not. I don't know about the new Roughneck, if it does or not. But find the one that has the features and the functions and the, the, the stuff that you want. And that's what to go with. Everybody has their own opinion. Everybody likes one better than the other. And all that. But it, it's that simple. Find the one with the features that you want. That's it. And then if you want other sounds, you can get Tony Tebby sounds, Predator Tactics sounds, Boss Acoustic sounds. You can record your own sounds. I have some of my own sounds on... Like I have the me running the CQ is recorded and on on my Lucky Duck, but it, it it's all personal preference, just whatever you want. And, and the same goes with hand calls. You know, some guys the way that they build the tone board, the way that they build everything, will take more or less pressure to run that call, and and that's fine. It some it's not going to work for some guys. Diaphragms are the same way. You can get one that's got a really stiff, real heavy backbone takes a lot of air to move well if you if you don't have a lot of air to push through it then you might not be able to run it but that doesn't mean that that calls a piece of crap that goes back to the whole cutting everybody down whatever everybody does stuff a little different some things will work for some guys that don't work for others it's 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 how you run it that's it we don't have to run our mouths we don't have to start cutting guys down we don't have to do any of that stuff. It's just, it's, it's disrespectful. Like, how about we have a little bit of respect for each other and, and send that, send a private message to that person. If it's really something that, that, that bothers you or you feel that you got ripped off about, send that person a message. Don't, don't out them and start bumping your gums about it all over, all over Facebook and, calling them down and everything else that that's not unless you're just looking for attention because to me that's what i see it is you just want attention and if that's the case i guess that's what you want go for it but to me that's just sad um 
so it's all personal preference on what what you're gonna like what you're gonna run um what works for me might not be what works for somebody else you know like i like my the the little the small remote on the lucky duck revolt works great for me i can memorize everything um i get i, I don't put my collar out that far away so like i see a lot of guys ask about how far did, how what's the the distance that it, the remote will work to the call is it line of sight can you put it 200 yards away whatever to me putting it any farther than 40 50 yards is unnecessary it doesn't if it works for you then then go for it but to me it's just it's not really a necessary i think it causes more more chance of you getting busted getting seen and and you're, you're carrying that scent farther out so if a coyote cuts across that they're gonna smell you um and it's just more movement but like i said i call wide open country i can see for miles so the less movement that i have is the better because shoot them coyotes can see me from two three miles away before i don't, I don't even i can't even see that far you know even through the binoculars you can barely see them unless they move um but they're gonna be able to see me so I don't put it out that far so the the distance that the remote works for me they all work the same because it's not going to go any farther than two three or they're 40 50 yards i'm not putting it out two three hundred yards 100 yards away at all it's my collar is barely 40 yards away on most cases it's less than that let's see what else so for uh bipods tripod shooting sticks whatever whatever you want to call or use there i i'm still running a tripod not much change there i am running a different brand of tripod instead of the the night goggles tripod which seems like everybody is starting a company that's selling that exact tripod i still i have it i still use it for some things but i i switched i'm using a it's from two vets sporting goods it's the no name junior it's a little bit smaller it well the standing height is about the same. It compacts down smaller. It's lighter. I like the way it's got a center column, but the center column doesn't slide down into it. It basically screws on and off. And I take that center column piece off and I screw my ball head straight to that tripod. It makes it a little more sturdier without the center column in there moving. And I really like that part about it, especially shooting with, with the gun off of there um it just it's a little sturdier without that center post in there but i really like the tripod i'm still running the the triclops gun saddle i run i have both i run the, the solo and the original one and i in my opinion i don't think you can beat a tripod it's just takes some getting used to it's it's a lot different than running you know bipods or shooting sticks or whatever but <clears throat> Once you get used to it, it's it's so much more versatile. It can adapt to every scenario, situation, sitting, standing. Um, when guys ask about tripods, that's one thing. I see a lot of night guys. Um, they'll recommend like the Slick 700. It's a big, heavy tripod, but when you sit down, it has a really wide footprint to get it low enough to sit on the ground. So for me it's just it's too big for day calling um night hunting it's great it's perfect for that but to day call and sit on the ground it's a little big 
So when you're looking for a tripod, make sure you keep that in mind. If you're going to be just standing with it, if you're going to be sitting with it also, you're going to want to make sure that that compacted height or the footprint or whatever is, is what you want. Um, I do have a video on the YouTube channel going over the two vets tripod, the night goggles tri tripod, and the slick 700 tripod. If you want to check that out, I kind of go through why I like what I like about them, don't like about each of them, um, and why I chose the one that I'm using. So that's pretty much the same for me other than I changed the tripod that I use. And like I said, it's, it's more just because it's a little lighter, it compacts down a little smaller, and it seems to be a lot sturdier the way that the center post and the ball head mount to it. And that's why I switched. Um, I also switched, I've ran the, the Slide Dog ground and pound chair for like the last five years four years something like that and i i love the chair it's great it's got a bag on it you can put your collar in your drag and then it's a seat and it's got a sturdy back to lean up against it's, it's super comfortable i don't know anybody that's had it that didn't like it once they got it <clears throat> most guys that i've talked to that have gotten it or they're saying well why did i wait to get this so long um but this year i haven't been running mine i switched to because i I got into the photography thing and so I'm carrying my camera and uh, lenses plus my calling gear um, and I always carry the rifle and a shotgun so this year I switched and I'm, I'm running actual a pack um, I use a stadium chair to sit in it just folds up and stuffs into the pack but the pack I'm running is a Kafaru 14er and then I have they sell a gun bearer is what it's called it mounts it's got a, a little pocket for the buttstock to sit in that mounts to the hip belt and then there's another piece on the shoulder strap that just wraps around the barrel and it, it kind of goes up at an angle kind of out in front of you it makes the rifle I carry the rifle there it makes it a little quick access if I need it if I walk up on a coyote or something like that it's where I, it's quick to access and then on the back of it I have another pocket that they offer that attaches to it it folds down and I'll stick the shotgun into that and then the shotgun will strap to the pack so I can carry everything hands-free um, makes it just super easy to to super convenient to walk in and out of stand I do a lot of walking so walking quite a ways it's just a lot more comfortable um, and I've really been happy with that the one thing I do miss is I like my ground and pound chair better than the stadium chair but I it, it's just it doesn't work with the pack very well but other than that running the pack has been great and and the pack is super comfortable it's great um, so if you're looking for something like that they offer a couple that uh, uh, packs that'll work with those gun carrying systems so look into that if, if that's something that you're interested in on that uh, let's see what else I still run the the trusty old Benelli Nova shotgun I shoot the Winchester Varmint X BB three inch loads out of it with a pattern master and choke. Uh, if you're gonna run a shotgun, like I say before, make sure you pattern it. It's no different than sighting in your rifle. Um, just know where that hits and then play with some different chokes to get the best pattern at whatever distance you're trying to get out of that. Um, my ammunition for the rifle um, I run, I'm reloading all my, my ammunition for my, both my rifles, my 243 and my 223. I reload, 
Um, I'm running out of the 223, uh, 69 grain Sierra Match Kings over Varget, and they're they're working great. They've been they, every coyote that I've shot with them is pretty much dropped right where they were at. Um, I, I've only been running those this year since I got that new AR, but my AR is a one in seven twist, so I went with a little heavier bullet than normal. The old 223 I had, I used to shoot 55 grains, but this one I stepped up to 69. My 243, I'm running 70 grain Sierra Match Kings out of it over Varget also. So that's that's my bullets. That's what I'm running out of it. They've been great. It'd be a lot better if I could find components these days. It would make it a lot easier. But like I said, my glass, it's Athlon Optics. I got an Aries 2.5 to 15 by 50 on both guns. Um, I run an Athlon Aries or a Athlon Cronus binoculars and the Athlon Midas rangefinder. My clothing this year, I ran I ran Scree gear for the last two years probably, um, pretty much exclusively. This year, I decided to try a few different companies to just test out. See, so I bought a I got a couple pieces of Sitka gear. Got a couple pieces of first light. Um, I used to wear King's camo way back, so I still have some of that. So this year I just kind of swapping back and forth, testing everything. And the the scree gear that I got is is what I'm gonna end up sticking with. The it it's just as good in my opinion as the Sitka first light Kuyu, all the high end stuff. It's just as good, and the price point is a heck of a lot less. The I wear the merino. They're merino base layers. Uh, they're super light. They're warm. They got a hard shell jacket that it cuts the wind great. It, it's just it's a great system. If you if you layer the whole system together, it works great. And like I said, it's in my opinion, it's just as good as Sitka First Light, any of the other name brand stuff. And it's just it's a way better price. So if you're kind of budget and still want some some really good higher end gear that's it's really good give scree a look they they definitely hold their own in the clothing category um and they got a lot of different options and it, it's been great i've been super happy with it no complaints it's been real durable it's held up like i said i ran it for two years this is the third year i've been wearing it and it, it's held up great so give them a look Let's see what else uh my bino harness that i carry i on my bino harness i use um i kind of i tried a couple different ones this year uh playing around with that i got one from tnk hunting gear it's american made veteran owned it's great gear it's that, that thing's bulletproof it, it's they, they offer a couple different sizes and, and models and everything the one i got is like one of their original ones it's it's bigger it holds a pair of 10 by 42s plus all my calls in it um it's got a rangefinder pouch <clears throat> holds pretty much everything i need the remote fits down in it when we're night hunting i will take the binoculars out and i will stick my my scanning because we only run lights here so my scanning light when i switch to get on the gun i'll put the scan light in my binocular harness and it works great for that i just got a it's a hill people gear. It's a runner's chest rig, pretty much. It's like a, it's kind of tactical uh, rig, but 
it's got molly webbing on the front and it's a lot wider than your normal bino harness it's got two zippers uh, across to keep it closed and open it's a little bigger and it i switched it that i'm running <clears throat> just because of the size i can throw everything in it i like to i don't like to carry a whole bunch of stuff just dangled everywhere i try to stay fairly organized and keep everything fairly quick access whatever but i can carry um, actually it's big enough i can carry a pair of binoculars in it i can carry my handgun inside of the same compartment as the binoculars side by side um, i got a little holster a deal that slides over the trigger guard and it ties to a loop in there so if you have to pull it out the trigger is still guarded and safe but you can pull it out and that just pops right off real easy the binoculars fit in the same compartment right next to it in the front compartment of that i carry a um, couple extra bullets a couple extra shotgun shells a wind checker um three or four hand calls and my uh, diaphragm can throw my copenhagen can in there uh the rangefinder I got a Molly rangefinder pouch that fits right on the front of it. Uh, it works. It works great. I've been really happy with it so far. It's it's real. Sl it's pretty slim profiled, um, and still carries everything that I need in that. So, trying to think if there is anything else. That's pretty much it. Um, oh, my drag. I use a drag. It's the pocket drag from Randy Webb. Um, I got the hands-free one, one of the original hands-free pocket drags that he came out with, and it is, it's legit. That thing is bulletproof. You can pull a truck out with it. You don't have to worry about it breaking. Works great. It folds up. You can just stick it in your pocket. It's got long enough leads that you're not tripping over the leads, dragging something out. They don't hit your feet. It, it works. It works great. So if you need a drag, look that up. Um, that's the, the pocket drag. And I believe that's it. I guess if anybody's interested on the camera gear that I'm running, I'm not. I can film with it, but I'm not too much into the film thing. The film editing stuff, just that's just not my style. But the photography part, I've really dived into that, and I'm really enjoying that on the photography stuff. So I'm running a Sony A6000 camera body um, with a... Uh, Sigma 35 millimeter lens and then I also have the Sony G series or yeah the Sony G series uh, it's a 70 to 300 lens on that that I'm running and that's pretty much it for the camera gear and like I said I'm not filming if I do film I run a uh, Canon Vixia HF 80 I believe it is it's just a small handy cam and I will put that on the triclops saddle has a little attachment um, he calls it the uh, it's a ram attachment and your camera will mount straight to that and then that goes into the saddle screws into there so then your camera just points wherever your guns at it makes self-filming especially a lot easier you can line the camera up and it just goes wherever the gun is so hopefully you get your shot on film but the few times that I try self-filming, I usually miss when I'm running the camera or I forget to turn the camera on. So the video camera has like some bad juju for me or something. So it never works out very well for me. But um, plus the self-filming is just, it's super tough. So it takes a lot of patience and 
I don't have that much patience to try and self film and get stuff killed. So that's pretty much it. Uh, I can't think of anything else as far as gear that I carry to stand. That's that's pretty much it. So yeah, that's my gear for this season. That's what I've been running all season. Been super happy with all of it. I had, like I said, I haven't changed up too much stuff. I I'm I'm pretty. I'm pretty loyal to what I use, what I run, um, the companies that I support, and I, I just I don't like to change stuff up very often. So I'm trying to be a little bit more open to changing stuff up and try stuff out, but I just I like what works for me, and I don't want to change anything. So I have a hard time trying new things. But yeah, that's about it. Um, so, I want to say thanks again, everybody, for the support. You guys have all been awesome. The the great feedback that I've gotten back from everybody. Uh, I love getting the 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 messages on from everybody. You know, getting their first coyotes, something that they picked something up from the podcast that helped them be successful on a stand. It means so much to me that you guys listen, that you're supporting me, and that in one way or another i guess that i'm either helping you out on the stand with some stuff or i'm helping pass the day by by listening to the podcast and just just talking about coyote hunting i i thank everybody again for all the support like i said it means so much to me if you get a chance please um share the podcast on your social media stuff leave a review and leave comments good bad i i, I don't care if, if there's something you don't like let me know I'll try and fix it. I'll try and get try and get it squared away. I, I got thick skin, so if if you have something you don't like or you don't like what we're doing, just let me know. So with that, good luck hunting everybody. God bless.